Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Joe. So glad you joined me for the Lord's Word of God today. And before we get started, I'd like to say a prayer. So please bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I humbly come before your throne. I thank you, Father, for putting the message together today and putting the scriptures together. And I pray, Father, that you fill me with double your Holy Spirit and the words that speak out of my mouth are your words, not mine. And your will always be done, Lord, not mine. I pray this in the precious name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. Sometimes you may hear me say Yeshua. That's how you say Jesus in Hebrew. So if you brought your Bibles today, Please turn to the book of John, chapter 4. And we're going to read about a scenario where Jesus is walking from Judea to Galilee and he has to go through Samaria. And the Samaritans and the Jews, they didn't get along then. And so he stops at a well and he asks a woman for a drink. And she's confused why he would even ask her because the Samaritans and the Jews don't get along. And so we're going to read verse 13. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And reading verse 19, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Verse 23. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So the water he's talking about is the Holy Spirit. And if you're saved today and you've repented of your sinful ways and God has filled you with the Holy Spirit, you have that living water and that capability of communicating with your Lord and Savior any time of the day anywhere about anything. And that's the best way to stay close to God and keep the devil away is to communicate with our Lord and Savior. Have that personal relationship with him. Amen? Amen. If you're talking to the Lord, the devil's not there. Okay? All right. So now, in the same chapter... We drop down to verse 31. In the meantime, his disciples urged him saying, Rabbi, eat. 
But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say that there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. So Jesus saying that his food is to work for the Lord, to do the will of God. And you and I have to do the same. When you become a Christian, you're a disciple of Christ. And a disciple of Christ does what? Brings other people to Christ. You'll bear fruit. That's what bearing fruit is. That's what Jesus did. And so we need that spiritual water, that living water, the Holy Spirit. And then we need to follow the Holy Spirit's words. He will talk to us, brothers and sisters. But you need to listen, right? He will give you an unction, an anointing to speak to somebody on God's behalf, to bring them to Christ, to lead them to salvation. And you might just be uh, giving a testimony. Everybody has a testimony, brothers and sisters. If you're saved today, you have a testimony on the day that you said that prayer of salvation on the day or the time frame when you felt the Holy Spirit in you, when you could hear the voice of the Lord telling you, don't do that, that's a sin. Follow me. You know, the devil will talk to you too. He'll tell you to sin. That's how you can tell if it's the devil talking to you or the Lord. If, so, if the Lord is telling you, to speak out about Jesus to somebody. It's not the devil, is it? No way. Absolutely not. The devil's going to tell you, don't. No, no. Be scared. Don't say anything. No, no. The Lord is telling you to speak out. Don't quench the spirit. That's what the word says. You've got to speak out, brothers and sisters. You understand? If you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're going to want to please him and do his will. And the second commandment is if you love your neighbor as yourself, that is what you're supposed to do. If you love your neighbor, brothers and sisters, you're going to want to help them. Pick them up when they're dying in the street because many people are dying right now eternally, but they don't know it. And unless you wake them up. But brothers and sisters, you're not going to preach to everyone you meet. No one comes to the Father unless he draws them. And the only way to the Father is through Jesus, right? And so God knows who he draws and the Holy Spirit is part of Jesus in you. And the Lord will tell you who to minister to. And when he does, do it. 
me to John chapter 20. And we'll read verse 21. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. All right. So he's sending the disciples out to bring people to Christ, to lead them to Christ. You don't save anybody. I don't save anybody. You lead them to salvation. But God saves them by filling them with the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? And here he's telling them and he's telling us the same thing. And as we read earlier, the harvest is ready. It's ripe. People have already planted the seed. The Lord tells us that Jesus is not coming back till everyone has heard about Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we're there. And we're in the last generation and Jesus is going to come back. The time is running out for many people. And so it's our job. It's a, as a Christian, it's your duty and your desire to lead people to salvation. Now, we're all part of the body of Christ. Some people are the little foot, maybe the little toe. Some people are the brain. Some people are the heart. Some people have five spiritual gifts. Others may have two. Others may have one. But whatever spiritual gift you have, you need to use it. You've got to do the will of God and use it. You can minister to somebody when you see somebody doing good. Pat them on the back. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord for that, whatever they did, that, that they did well, knowing that they're a Christian. And then on the other hand, if you know someone's a Christian and they're falling into sin, because sometimes you can be a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, but you leave a little crack in there for that devil to, to come in. And that's a bad thing, because if that happens, the Holy Spirit and the devil do not commune. It's like water and oil. Okay, if you turn your back on God, God will turn his back on you. And so it's your duty and, and, and love for your brother or sister who has fallen into that trap and became a prodigal son or daughter and say, hey, brother, you can't continue going to that bar and getting drunk every night. You can't do that. That's ministering to them. You understand? That's bearing fruit. And that's doing the will of the Father. And that'll please him. You cannot please God unless you do the will of God. And we can't get close to God unless we better ourselves. So always, always ask the Holy Spirit to help you better yourself and wake up in the morning thinking, Listen to the Holy Spirit so that you can lead someone to salvation or closer to salvation. The Bible tells us that Paul would plant the seed, Apollos would water, but it's God that gives the increase. And that's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
In Acts 5.32b, it reads, The Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Right? That's really important. And people think that when they say the Lord's Prayer, okay, they went to a big harvest crusade and they went down on the field and they said the Lord's Prayer. And the people said, you're saved today. No, they're not saved until they receive the Holy Spirit. It's not a microwave. You just don't ask for it and, it and it happens. He says here that he gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. Okay. The Lord tells us in Luke 13, 3, Unless you repent, you will all perish. You have to repent to receive the Holy Spirit. And repent means to turn from your sinful ways. So when you accept Jesus in your heart, you say the Lord's Prayer, you believe in him. You believe that God sent his only begotten son, incarnated in human form to die. On the cross, nail the sins to the cross. Nail your sins to the cross. And you admit you're a sinner and you ask for the Holy Spirit. That's the first step to salvation. And then you have to make proper changes in your life to renew your mind. Because you have a carnal mind at that point. All baby Christians, that's someone who's recently went and said the prayer, they still have that carnal mind. And you need to renew that mind. Get rid of it by making proper changes. First thing is get rid of evil company. The scripture is clear that evil company will corrupt good habits. And then you have to get rid of anything that causes you to sin, whatever that is. And only you and God know what that is. And when you make those proper changes, then God, when he believes you're worthy to receive the Holy Spirit, that you're serious and you have made changes in your life to correct the sinful nature and sinful mind that you have, then he will renew your mind completely and he will renew your heart from a stony heart to a pure, loving, circumcised heart. And he will fill you with the Holy Spirit and you'll be saved and written in the book of life and sealed for the day of redemption. Amen? Amen. So brothers and sisters, on Wednesdays, I'm gonna give people an opportunity to take that first step and ask the Lord to come into their life. And maybe they've been a prodigal son or daughter. Maybe that's you. You can say a prayer of repentance to come back to the Lord. Say that oath, but keep it. And if you're already saved and filled, please listen to the prayer that the Holy Spirit will speak through me so you too can use those words to lead somebody to salvation. So brothers and sisters, 
If you want to say that prayer of repentance, please bow your heads now and repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I humbly come before your throne. I am a sinner and I want to change. And I believe that you did send your son to die on the cross for my sins. Please, Father, help me to renew my mind, to make the proper changes, to be worthy, to receive the Holy Spirit. And dear Father, when you feel unworthy, please fill me with your Holy Spirit and renew my mind completely and renew my heart completely. And Father, I just thank you so much for sending your Son to die for my sins. And Jesus, I thank you for being obedient unto death. Father, I pray to you and I, I promise that I will repent from my sinful ways. And your will always be done, Lord, not mine. And I pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. So you made an oath to the Lord to repent. And you need to do that. If you have junk in the trunk, that means you have repented only 99%. And you keep back that one sin and perpetually do it. It won't fill you with the Holy Spirit. So live up to your oath, just like a wife and a husband, they make an oath till death do they part. And continue your walk with Jesus until he comes in the sky for the church. And you go up with the virgin church and live with our Lord and Savior forever and ever. Amen. Amen.